Well, during my previous Star Wars podcast, and you can find them by searching my podcast. Um, that didn't sound right. But anyway, um, before Rise of Skywalker came out, and actually when I found out that J.J. Abrams was directing it, I was a little uneasy. And I was uneasy because I knew the movie would be good, and I knew I would like it. I was just uneasy about the predictability of it, the unoriginality of a J.J. Abrams um, story, of a J.J. Abrams screenplay, and um, the fact that it would be a little too much fan service, and it would um, retread and bring back a lot of elements that we've already seen. Now, he did this for The Force Awakens, and I understood why he did it. I, it, it was, and, and I still agree with it somewhat, that it was a way to bring people back from, I guess, the disappointment of the prequels. And then Last Jedi came out, and Last Jedi is probably my favorite movie of all time. It, just, it was just so brilliant, the way it just turned this, the, the saga on its head, how it kept you on the edge of your seat, how it threw you for a bunch of different loops while still maintaining its originality. Um, Rise of Skywalker, uh, it, it just wasn't original. And the moment that I saw Palpatine, I was like, ugh. I thought Ian McDermott was great. I thought he looked good. The lips were a little too black, I guess, for my taste. I got like a Herman Munster vibe. But anyway, just... The look of it was good, but you didn't have to bring Palpatine back. You didn't. You could have gone in so many other original directions, but instead you bring back a, uh, a villain that we have already seen before. I like the fact that it was Star Wars to the extreme, that you know you have to go a little further with power and a little further with the fleet, but I just wish it was would have been done in an original way and just J.J. Abrams which he has shown through The Force Awakens is just not original when it comes to Star Wars he's not Rise of Skywalker is not original when it comes to Star Wars beautiful beautiful looking movie the characters were great I mean listen all this being said I, I enjoyed the movie I, I had a good time it, it had some really good moments I just wish it would have kept the originality that The Last Jedi brought it just got Soap opera, soap opera like the the fact that Ray was a nobody, quote unquote, in the Last Jedi was a beautiful characterization of her. It showed that anybody could be anything, you know. Um, at least in in the Star Wars world, you know that 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 you don't have to be of a certain bloodline. You don't have to be a relative of someone to make it. You can claw your way up. You can come from nothing and succeed. It's the well, what used to be the American dream, but that's just another you know upper mobility's kind of dead. But that's uh, I that's just I digress. In this Star Wars universe, it seemed you know that that people can rise up. And the ending of The Last Jedi showed that, you know, there was, people were starting to rise up. And, you know, Rise of Skywalker just kind of poo-pooed that. The Rise of Skywalker um, poo-pooed, and I'm using that word, poo-pooed, um, a bunch of things. Uh, and Ray's lineage is, is no exception. That's the easy way to go. 
it really is making her a Palpatine, bringing Palpatine back, um, doing almost a uh, bringing the, the Death Star back, bringing back planet destroyers. We have seen this over and over again. We, we didn't need to, uh, I think, didn't need to, to see this again. And I guess the fact that also that, you know, you have someone like Carrie Russell, who's a fantastic actress being in the movie for, you know, five seconds, not really, you know, doing anything in it. She's like, you know, the Captain Phasma of, uh, of the Rise of Skywalker. You know, it just, just there wasn't anything for it to do. Rose, they completely just uh, didn't do anything with her. Um, maybe had her in a position where she can rally um, the resistance to, uh, to, to make their final rescue or to have her... Um, uh, doing something technical or doing something mechanical, maybe her with the, the light speed jumping, or have her involved um, in some kind of uh, romantic or, or like a, a having tension romantically, either with Poe, with Finn, with Ray, like that whole. And my la- last Jedi podcast, I called it a love rectangle. It could have gone there. It just didn't really pick up from where. The Last Jedi left off, and there and there could have been something considering um, Rose was introduced in The Last Jedi, and Kelly Marie Tran got a lot of flack by bullies online for it, and the way J.J. Um, Abrams and I forgot the other writer of this movie kind of just let her go by the wayside was just um, inconsistent with the last movie. At best, and at worst, just insulting to uh, to Kelly Marie Tran and the character that was built up in in the last movie. They could have had her do something, and same thing with Carrie Russell. They could have had Carrie Russell do something. And Star Wars is a very big deal. I've been seeing Star Wars movies with my family since I was six years old when I first saw Return of the Jedi in a movie theater in 1983. And I might have seen The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. I was four. I have like little flashes of it, but I don't remember if it was in the theater. I really should ask my parents if they took me to that. Hopefully they didn't. Who's bringing a four-year-old to a movie theater anyway? Anyway, so I, I, I was uneasy that at the end when um, Ben Skywalker and Rey kissed, considering, you know, Ben as Kylo Ren, you know, kind of tortured Rey <laughs> throughout The Force Awakens. And then, you know, she kisses him at the end. So what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Like, at first I thought, oh, this, this is a character going back to her abuser. Did make a point. He said, well, he was no longer Kylo Ren anymore. He was Ben, kind of like how... Uh, Darth Vader was, you know, Anakin was no longer Darth, Darth Vader at Return of the Jedi. So, and like Anakin at the end of Return of the Jedi, Ben died very quick. So it 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 would have it would have been really interesting, really interesting, and perhaps that was a direction it could have gone. Where okay, Ben's alive. What do we do with him now? I would imagine you put him on trial. You know, whatever government's there, and how would Ray? You know, after you know, after processing all this, does Ray still want to be with him? You know, you can have that argument. How people change? Is this a genuine change? What does this person mean? Does the person's past define who they are now? Really good philosophical questions that they could have maybe explored in this one. 
and it could have been explored a little further by um, some some real world um, methods. Um, one is a process that's known as restorative justice, and restorative justice is when um, the victims of a crime and the offenders of the crime they come together, and there's there's a mediator, and they try to um, try to find ways to repair. Um, the harm that's been done. So there was um, an article that the Associated Press covered, and I'll include the, the links in um, in my notes. It says, "In the age of hashtag Me Too, can there be forgiveness, second chances?" You know, so it's about again about people changing. And there was a quote by um, Leslie Wexer, Wexler. She's a professor at the University of Illinois College of Law, and I'm reading from the article. So, quote, whose work has focused on sexual harassment, armed conflict, and apologies, said the idea of, quote, restorative justice, unquote, then quote again, offers a model for possible redemption. So she says... Part of what should be happening here is personal, making amends to the victim, restoring the victim, and a separate part is acknowledging that the nature of this harm isn't just the individual, you are a community. That suggests you also need to be public about what specifically was wrong and what you can do better, Wexler said. And that's the end of the um, end of the, the quote in the article. I apologize for saying quote too many times. But anyway... Um, so that would have been a very unique, I think, area to explore. Like just when you think the movie's over, um, you know, and just when you have that cliched ending like, oh, Ben is good now. All right. Yeah, we won again. It's like, no, no, Ben, this isn't over. This isn't over by a long shot. You have a lot a lot of repairing to do. He's responsible for the deaths of millions and millions of innocent people. So, again, that might have been a cool and realistic way to approach this because I think movies, and as they should, have grown since the original trilogy about you have good guys and you have bad guys, you know, and that's it. Um, I think more nuance and more detailed explanation is an order um, as movies start to progress in time. Um, and then they didn't really answer how Ben disappeared with the Force. Um, how did Leia disappear with the Force? You know, and I was joking with my family. They, they said that at the end of the uh, Revenge of the Sith, you got like three lines where where Yoda said, oh, I spoke to Qui-Gon, and he's, he's going to teach you how to, to do it. It was like a throwaway line, and Obi-Wan was like, oh, cool, all right, he's going to teach me how to do it. They never explained how anyone teaches anyone how to disappear and why other Jedi didn't disappear. So, and considering this is the last movie, it would have been nice if those ends were, you know, were picked up. They, um, they never answered why what Finn wanted to tell Ray was it that he loved her what you didn't know and then you figured that and you know that 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 thread could have been you know sewn up or whatever the saying is you know that could have been answered um so it was nice to see Lando back it's always it's always good to see Billy D Williams um and then the other character, I, I forgot her name, the, um, the former stormtrooper. That would have been an interesting, interesting story to have. Again, so it's like, you know, who – the movie could have explored more 
who we were compared to who we are. Finn was a stormtrooper. He part, he didn't kill any any innocent people, but he certainly helped build the First Order machine. Again, he was taken as a child. That's all he knew. But to explore that, the things that they're responsible for doing, and they could have explored that with the other stormtroopers that were there. But instead, they just retread the same things over and over again. And how did Palpatine's fans all of a sudden get in that stadium that he had? They just they just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere and all with all this chanting. It would have been interesting to see how the cult of Palpatine was around. Maybe without having Palpatine, or maybe someone could have been inspired by Palpatine and gone in, in, in another direction. The fact that Palpatine created Snoke was just kind of like, oh yeah, no, no big deal. It would have been interesting to explore that. It would have been interesting to explore Kylo Ren's journey. And it, it was nice that he was redeemed at the end. That Oh, the Harrison Ford, I did not know. I did not know he was going to be in it. And that was a really touching scene. It, it kind of explained that he's no longer Kylo Ren. And I thought it was a good way to do it. I just wish it would have been would have been explored a little more. And I knew when Ray was, you know, in the trailer, when I saw that Ray was, you know, it showed like the Ray with the double-bladed lightsaber, you know, I that would have been giving too much weight. But that was kind of cool to see like the dark side ray, like what what could have been. Um so um like I like I said, overall it was overall it was good. Um and then, you know, I didn't get my wish because when I saw the the trailers and you heard Palpatine's voice, I was hoping it was a ghost or it was a recording or something, and it wasn't. It was it was actually him. And I remember when I was a kid, when I was a kid, maybe I was like a young adult when it had Dark Empire, which was, you know, a clone of Palpatine. Actually, they never really said how Palpatine came back. One character who was one of the, the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings, he had a th- another throwaway line. Oh, it was a clone. Would have been interesting to see how he was actually cloned. I guess it was a clone. What, what, how did they, what did they find? There was a comic book called Dark Empire. It's now in the Legends uh, section because it's no longer canon. But it had that, and it just kind of, you know, it brought Palpatine back and bringing Palpatine back. And I was mad then, and I'm kind of mad now. It kind of negated everything that, not everything, but it negated a lot of things that that Luke did in Return of the Jedi. You know, it kind of delayed Palpatine. Um, And it just would have been nice to see something or someone new. You know, they brought the Death Star back. They went back to Endor and all that, you know, is good. But then it's like a fine line between paying tribute, fan service, and then just retreading. And I think Rise of Skywalker, you know, kind of crossed the line when it, um, when it came to that. So, oh, and, and how did Kylo Ren or Ben get healing powers all of a sudden? Oh, was it like because it was passed on to Rey? And how did Rey get healing powers all of a sudden? I wish they would have just explained it more. And that maybe that could have been a line or two, like your powers are growing and you can do this or something. You know, maybe it's a little nitpicky, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I cried with, with Carrie Fisher and I thought they handled, uh, Leia's death really, really well. Um, it was, uh, a touching moment. And again, they, they used footage of Carrie Fisher and they definitely did what they could with it. Um, I liked seeing Luke. I like how, you know, th- that line of, of Luke's, you know, saying I was wrong. Uh, I wonder if that was like a little bit of a knock of the last Jedi, but you know, but the last Jedi did say that, yeah, Luke was wrong to stay all that time. And he was traumatized and he had to, you know, he was just, you know, processing it in, in the only way that he could, um, or one of the ways that he could, it would have been nice if he 
got some help maybe from Leia instead of just isolating himself like that, which, you know, traumatized people do tend to do. So, um, but, so it, it was nice to see Luke again and how, you know, they drew from The Last Jedi how in The Last Jedi, like, all of a sudden Force ghosts are starting to, like, touch things now and they, they can affect certain things in the, in, the, in the living realm. So, but it was nice to see Luke, how he was a combination of the crabby old man from The Last Jedi, who I, I liked the crabby old Luke, and how Luke, you know, became this, this stoic warrior um, at the end of The Last Jedi, and they kind of had a good combination of, of those two people. I like how Ray changed her name to Skywalker and that the twin sunsets at the end was such a beautiful shot and her and, you know, BB-8 was such a beautiful shot. Um, I like the C-3PO um, B story where, you know, 3PO lost his memory. It would have been nice to have his memory wiped a little bit, but it's like they they did this where you think Ray, like, had Ray died, that would have been something. Had Ray died and Kylo Ren and, and Ben lived, that would have been interesting, but no, Ray is brought back to life, you know. It would have been interesting to see C-3PO the way that he is now, but no, C-3PO was brought back to life, you know, so it's just like, it's kind of lazy. It's kind of these lazy storytelling devices. Um, so um, I just want more exciting, dangerous, and unpredictable Star Wars, and Rise of Skywalker was exciting, very exciting. And I love these characters, and I love the Star Wars universe. You know, I've been following the Star Wars universe since I was, since, you know, I can't remember not doing it, and I'm 43 years old. Um, so that was good, but it was safe. It was safe, and it was predictable. And, you know, people like that, you know. Um, I, I don't mind it, but it's, it's not something I'm, I, you know, it'll be nice to watch, but it's, um, I guess I just wanted a little more. But still, you know, very, very good. Very good. So I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, you know, it would have been something if Chewbacca died. That would have been like, holy fuck. That would have been dangerous. But no. Oh, here we go. We think he's dead. But he's really not. Uh, Ray, we think she's dead. Oh, he's really not. You know, it's, it's, all, these, it's all these things that go on, you know. Um, so it's just, you know, little, little things like that. So, um, I think that's it. I'm sure I'll have like a bunch of podcasts on this, you know, once I process it, I don't know where this stands. Last Jedi is definitely better than this. Um, this compared with Force Awakens, I don't know, like Force Awakens, cause it was the first movie. It was just so exciting just to see the, like, you know, Han and Leia back again and Harrison Ford and Chewie and all that back. So I don't know. I, I, I still have to think. Um, I do think, you know, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and, and A New Hope are better than Rise of Skywalker. Um, Rise of Skywalker with Force Awakens, I don't know. I thought Rogue One was better than Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, my, I, I really enjoyed Solo. I thought it was a lot of fun. It just wasn't, didn't have any stake, stakes to it. I thought it was fine. I, I don't know with Rise of Skywalker and Solo yet. Uh, Rogue One is is better. Um so, and then as far as the prequel trilogy compared to Rise of Skywalker, yeah, there were no cringy moments in Rise of Skywalker. Well, maybe when, when Ben and, and Ray kissed, um, I wish that relationship would have been explored a little more. They started it in Last Jedi. I wish they would have started with that, you know, maybe a little time going through and, you know, Ray being, uh, conflicted, um, 
So I guess that, that, that kiss with them, a little cringy. I can understand why. Um, again, that would have been something to explore. So I probably better than the prequel trilogies. But like looking back at the prequel trilogies, while I think Lucas had an, an original idea, um, maybe the execution wasn't the um, the best. And I think Lucas, had he been given you know, the chance to write a new trilogy would have taken it in such a weird direction. It would have been interesting. You know, I think he would have done something with the Wills, who are people who, you know, are the puppet masters who control people through the Force. I think that's what the Wills are. That, that, would, have been, that would have been out there. But again, that would, not, that would have not been safe. Um, the prequels, in some of its glory, we're not safe explaining the politics of, of the era. That, that, that was an interesting choice, a brave choice. Um, I just don't think the execution was the best. It, if anything, was a little slow moving. Um, and, a, and a few cringeworthy moments on that. Um, so I think the chemistry between Ray and Poe and, um, and Finn were very good. I wish they would have explored that a little more. Um, along with, with Ben Skywalker in, in, in the mix, I thought that they handled Carrie Fisher well, but I said that already, so I'm just, like, repeating myself now. I just saw the movie, so, you know, like, it ended, like, a half hour ago. So I, too, am processing this, and um, I'm sure I will pick this up some other time, some other podcast, who knows, maybe some podcasts with, uh, with other people. So, anyway, if you like this podcast, please uh, rate and review um, and you can find me on Twitter at MMAM Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at MMAM Podcast. You can email me at MMAM Podcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>